0: And welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast here for 24-7 sports and ScarletNation.com. I'm Bobby Darren. going to be talking Rutgers football, Rutgers recruiting. Uh, it's a busy time. It's an exciting time for fans. So uh, once again, to help sort this out, I have the one and only Brian Doan with me. Brian, thanks for coming on again.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, anytime,
0: you know that. Yeah, and you know, always interested to hear what you have to say, especially you know things are going well now uh, in Piscataway. Um, obviously, Rutgers, you know, dismantled Wagner, which they should do. Um, you know, always interested to hear your post game thoughts. What what is your takeaways from that game, Bri? Uh,
1: Not to get too carried away with anything, but you know, a, a couple things. Um, look, they they were proud and they did what they were supposed to, and so that's that's fine and, and all good so you don't want to um, spend too much time looking at, at you know things that went well because you know it should go well right the, the two things that concerned me and I know Shiano brought it up in his Monday press conference was the interception by Wimsat mm-hmm. y- you just can't have it it was right. it was pretty much the same thing you did at BC and fine you do it against Wagner that's one thing. You do that against Iowa, and, and heck, even Temple, with the way you know. Who knows? I mean, they should take care of Temple, but you do that against Iowa, and, and that could cost you a game. You, you can't have that. That's part of of being young, but you you can't have that. And and I don't know if he saw something different, if the throw was that much out of you know, was that inaccurate? It wasn't even close to anybody. Right. You can't have that. And then the other thing I I, I saw was, you know, watching, you know, Rutgers played a lot of cover, too, and they're sitting back with number four at safety, Igbenusen. And there were a couple plays back-to-back where he was just late to react. And I think on one of them it may have, you know, it it resulted in a big play for Wagner down on one of the sidelines. But – you could see him, instead of reading the play, waiting for the quarterback to throw it and was late coming over. And and that's that, that to me, is just some stuff that has to get ironed out. And hopefully with some more experience, you know, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But those are the two things that I, I looked at in that game that were a little distressing to me just in terms of because, again, Wimsatt, I get that he's inexperienced and all that, and that's fine. You know, clean it up. But it's the same mistake, right? Um, and that's the issue. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Benusen, but, you know, you, you have to be in that defense, you have to be able to re- react quickly, especially when the corner's passing you off and the safety has to get over there. Um, mm-hmm. when, when the when the corner thinks the safety has him, you know, has you over the top, mm-hmm. and so you can play it underneath a little bit, that, that could be a, a little bit of an issue. So th- those are the two things that I really took out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, um, you know, I I happened to uh, luck upon some tickets, so the fireworks were good after. <laughs>
0: we well, heard it. I was in the 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 well waiting for um Greg's press conference, and, and it, it, the, the building was shaking. You could even smell the the, the, <laughs> the coming in, and there was like a little smoke. Yeah. It looked like we were being invaded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, it was it was you know it, it was it was nice. I mean thankfully the first half took two hours so it would be yes. dark by the time the fireworks went off but
0: maybe yeah, that was the what, plan all along <laughs>
1: i mean i think that's what you want a two-hour first half against wagner I mean, that's that's how you keep your audience
0: <laughs> you know it was 608 when they kicked off for the second half i i know because i was locked Uh um, <laughs> I, I i know because i was i was
1: i was thinking i, I want to get home and see some games <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know i've sat through a lot of fcs games and, yeah. and uh I get it. You know, Greg said it's, a pre, it's like a preseason game, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, it gets a lot more exciting when, when these bigger teams come in. And, you know, Temple comes in this week, and a and new coach, Brian, uh, you know, they brought in a lot of transfers. Um, you know, what, what what do they get here? I mean, you know a lot of these guys from recruiting. Yeah, yeah
1: I mean, I, I think you, you, you get something that's kind of trying to figure out who you are as a team. Um, You know, they played Lafayette, and, you know, I was tracking what was going on, and it was, I believe, 21-14 in the third quarter, maybe. I think they ended 30-14, Temple 1. You know, I I know they still got some questions at quarterback, and they're trying to, you know, put – not only do you have some transfers as you're trying to put pieces together, and they're trying to learn each other. You have a new coaching staff. That is still trying to learn one another and and you know make sure that they understand you know just each other's nuances during games. And so, mm-hmm. listen, you you, you look and Rutgers, depending on the book you look at, is what anywhere from fifteen to seventeen point favorites on the road. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing I take out of these two games that Rutgers has played, is, and, and Bobby, you you've been around a long time. And you've watched some of those games against Howard and Norfolk state and whomever, where they had trouble running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and you're right. like, Oh my goodness. And the one thing that I take out of the two games from the offensive side is the offensive line looks physical. I mean, you can't afford an injury there because you're six or seven deep. Right. Um, but the offensive line looks physical which is good, you know, you can go on the road and and you, you look at the way they opened against Wagner and it was like, okay, before we start throwing and and doing some stuff and working on the passing game, let's let's just take the lead and run it down their throats. And and they did that, and I, I think the defensive line has a chance to be really good. I mean, Keontae Hamilton is just unbelievable inside. Um, and Wesley Bailey, you know, what you mean watching him a little bit in the spring and then seeing him in the first two games and how active he can be and how disruptive uh, he has been through through two games. And and granted, neither offensive line was performing well, but um, I think that's where you start building a program from. And, you know, last year, a lot of questions about, you know, where was Rutgers as a program. And and I think this year, through two games, I don't know, I mean, they could finish two and 10, who knows, but um, you can at least see... I feel like there's a lot more athleticism flashing mm-hmm. than there has been in the last few years.
0: Yeah, good point. And, you you know, I kind of noticed it more in camp where it was like, you know, some more guys had wow moments and it wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't like it was not a pass. And Wesley Bailey, you know, he really looks freakish when you stand next to him and he's starting oh, yeah. to, you know, his play is starting to, you know, equal the way he looks like he should play. And uh, with Keontae, imagine if he had, the offseason in the weight room instead of wrestling, he'd have another 10 pounds or so on him. And, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know what he was doing there, but he's he's going to commit to football full-time now. And, and um, he really, he could really have a, a big future and play for a long time, Brian.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, and I know, I think it was you that did the story when talking to uh, one of my guys down in Maryland, Steve yes. Rack, who's offensive mm-hmm. coordinator at Wise High School, which is, you know, Damon Hayes played there. Um, mm-hmm. for those Rutgers fans that remember. But, you know, and, and Steve was on that Big 33 game, and he's like, yo, man, let me tell you about this Keontae Hamilton cat. And mm-hmm. and and so, and I, I respect what Steve says a lot down there because he doesn't sugarcoat anything um, when you talk about the DMV, and, and he loved the kid up. And um, I knew when they got him that he was really under-recruited in a lot of ways and just really raw. And it's like he mm-hmm. said, um, you know, the wrestling being put on the back burner. Imagine what this kid is going to be like now that he's fully devoted to football and and working on technique in the off season, and you know not having to worry about making sure his weight's at a certain spot just so he has that flexibility with wrestling.
0: Right, right. Really, really promising for for yeah. the offense op- or for the defensive line. So, uh, you know, we t- talked a little bit about Temple, but now all of the sudden. You you know, you hate to look ahead, um, and coaches will will say that emphatically, but, you know, a week after that, Brian, they're playing Iowa in primetime at SHI Stadium. I mean, this environment could be one of the biggest we've seen in a long time there. Um, you know, w- what are you expecting there? I mean, this, this could be a, 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 and it could be a close game. It could be a win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to get through Temple, and um, mm-hmm. if I saw Shiano and, you know, I don't know who asked him about the Iowa game, but you could see that answer coming from You know, I mean, that <laughs> uh-huh.
0: was
1: like, I was like uh batting practice fastball. You knew what was coming there uh-huh. I mean, about being focused on uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: temple. Um, you know, because I, I had heard he spent the week talking about, you know, don't overlook Wagner. Remember what happened with New Hampshire all those years ago. Right. So, um, you know, for me, though, when you look at Iowa, um, it sets up for a 7 o'clock game at home. You would think they they should be 3-0 and going into that. Mm-hmm. Iowa has struggled its first two games. Um, so the idea is, yes, you can win that game. But 7 o'clock on a Saturday, even the kids that have Saturday games, a lot of them should be able to get to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And – It's, you know, and Bobby, you you may know this, but I think it'll be the first night game since Shiano's been back, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the last time I I can think of a game that had a bunch of recruits at it that was kind of a a night game that had some juice to it was against Ohio State. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you remember that, I mean, A, Ohio State rolled them, and B, a lot of those kids were coming to watch Ohio State. Um, You know, this will be – they're coming. They're not going to watch Iowa. They're going to go watch Rutgers and, and see what the environment's like. And um, you know, you would think if you're Rutgers and you can put on a good showing, uh, that'll leave a lasting impression for what they want the program to be on a weekly basis and the atmosphere to be on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you know, so so the the opportunity there is huge to get a lot of kids there. Um, and I'm talking about you know through the 23, 24, and twenty five class, and just I mean it should be I mean shameless plug time, but I mean <laughs> if you're going to subscribe to Scarlet Nation, and you're not on Scarlet Nation, it, this may be the time to do it as you get ready for yes. maybe this Sign program up. to make yeah, to, so <laughs> maybe this program to 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 make that you know some kind of move in, in that way and kind of maybe get some of those kids believing a little bit more than maybe they you know they kind of have been watching okay let's see what's going on but to get them in that kind of environment and as long as you know as long as you don't lose by 30 all you know should be fine I mean if you lose by a score so be it I mean I know fans want to win and it's better if you win but you know I, it's funny I was talking to four-star Kent you know cornerback Kenny Woosley who's at the Wagner game and people that you know, apparently it didn't excite a lot of people because a lot of people weren't reading about it on, on the board. But, you know, he, he comes in, you know, he's a four-star corner, and he goes to the Wagner game, and he's talking about the scheme and how they're mm-hmm. rotating guys in the secondary. And he's not sitting there going, "Jeez, it's Wagner. He's sitting there going, okay, can I see myself here? He understood what the game was, but he still wanted to come and get a good look at the defense, how the coaches work. How they rotated mm-hmm. players and how he could fit in the scheme, um, and the same with D.D. Holmes, the kid from Gonzaga, who, who came. and wants to see how you know how they're going to use a guy with his, you know his length and his athleticism, maybe coming off of the edge like a Wesley Bailey can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so from that standpoint, it doesn't matter who you go see because you can still see a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. it kind of ramps up the excitement and the. Um, motivation when it's when it's a game that isn't decided before you even roll into the stadium.
0: And, you know, Brian, you've been doing this a long time. A lot of these, you know, situations during the course of a year is, you know, maybe you can get a team at the right time. Iowa's not playing great offense right now. And, you know, sometimes it takes that, that kind of timing. And then you look ahead and, you know, you got Ohio State, obviously, but then a Nebraska team that, that's get, just got a new coach. So, um you know, the first half of the season is setting up favorably for Rutgers.
1: I'm focused on the opening kickoff for Temple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 2 p.m. 2 p.m. That's <laughs> what Greg said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, it's sad enough. But, you know, you're right. I've been doing this a long time. And one thing I've learned is get through Temple, uh-huh. right? It's okay to be excited to for Iowa, but get through Temple. It's almost like back in, uh, I want to say, what was the big year that had? 06? Mm -hmm. where they had the Louisville game sitting there, but they had to get past, I think it was UConn. And I believe they got like a safety in that game as the, as you know, and barely beat UConn at home before the Louisville game. So Mm -hmm. you got to get through Temple and then you Mm -hmm. get through, and they see where you are at Iowa. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And then, I mean, to be honest, I mean, what's Nebraska going to be worse with an interim coach? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean.
0: You know, right.
1: I'm watching that game the other night against Georgia Southern, and you're like, "There's no doubt Georgia." You Nebraska took the lead, and I'm sitting there thinking, "There's no doubt Georgia Southern's going to have a chance to take the lead in this game." You just because <clears throat> that's how that's what Nebraska did under Scott Frost. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I try not to look too far in the future, just from the standpoint of, I, I always just like to try to enjoy moments. Right, and so right. if you're a Rutgers fan, um you had a good win at b c on the road that you know you know b c then goes to Virginia Tech and gets plastered, but mm-hmm. I don't think it takes I don't think it changes anything of what you would think of the Rutgers win at b c so right, try to get to Iowa three and O and have some excitement, feel like you're playing well mm-hmm. and then see what happens and enjoy that enjoy that environment and enjoy that moment. I, I was thinking of it, you know, when when you go back and you, you look since they've been in the Big Ten, and, and it's been, what, a decade now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, since they've been in the Big Ten, you haven't had many of these games. I mean, you had the first Big Ten game against Penn State. That mm-hmm. was pretty good. The game that they won against Michigan when, I, for the life of me, I still can't figure out who it was Brady Hope decided to kick <laughs> something, or a the or whatever. <laughs> and and Uh Terez lost it but um you haven't had a lot of these moments right that that this thing could you know that that this thing could represent. So you hope you get you know if you're Rutgers you hope you get through Temple and then you should have a a big day to you know big week and should be a bunch of recruits who you know in in all honesty about when you talk about recruiting you're trying to Show these kids what should they believe in? Why should they go to Rutgers instead of maybe somewhere that's already winning? Right. And this Iowa game, if you get there three and zero, will be the first time Shiana will have something to show off to the recruits that is tangible mm-hmm. of what he wants the program to be like on a weekly basis.
0: And, you know, two weeks later, Nebraska comes in on a Friday night, so it's another chance for a really great environment. Um, you know, they might be reeling, but it's still Nebraska. It's a Friday night game. If Rutgers is winning, I mean, you could you could see the thing kind of steamroll. So uh, definitely uh, potential for an exciting season.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with the Nebraska thing is on Friday nights, everybody's out, you know, the kids are out playing high school football. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Pitt. Opened the season against West Virginia in just an unbelievable atmosphere out of mm-hmm. whatever Heinz Field is called now,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was the night before. The I season, don't even know what it's called. I mean, but it was <laughs> the night before the season opened out in Pittsburgh. You know, for all the teams out in Western PA, so uh-huh. they had like a handful of kids there, and uh-huh. so the same thing would happen with Nebraska. You know, when you get to Nebraska with with getting kids there, but you know, maybe some bye weeks or or whatever, but um, at least you know, from the standpoint of covering recruiting you want you want big events, big event type things mm-hmm. like Virginia Tech had a huge night against Boston College, and so it's always fun for me to talk to the kids after they're at spectacles like that right um you know, and so if you can get all those kids there for Iowa and you have a good result, then it it'll be. You know, good. You know, an entertaining story for Rutgers fans to read the VIP content on ScarletNation dot com.
0: <laughs> as long as they subscribe, <laughs> yeah,
1: VIP. So they're not going to read much of my stuff unless they're, you know, subscribed. So right. But yeah, oh. I mean, I think I think you know, you want to get through Iowa and see where you are. I mean, you mm-hmm. want to get through Temple, right? Right. I mean, in theory, you go to Temple, even if you're two and one, you beat Iowa three and one, you're still feeling mm-hmm. good. Right. boy, you'd feel a lot better going into Iowa at 3-0 right. and and having some juice to be able to sell to the fan base. Um, and the 7 o'clock game works great because, you know, whatever, you know, if you got kids, whatever travel sport they're playing that day, mm-hmm. they should be done. Or, you know, yep. if they have high school events, they should be done. And then so um, a lot more people can make it to the game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I I would be Bobby. I would be. Let me put it this way: if they get to three and zero and play Iowa, if they don't sell it out, I would be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I I think you know they, they, they're they already you know already working on ideas probably in the marketing department and, and um Greg's done a pretty good job of bolstering that from what it was now I remember when Chris Ash was there they had the ticket office people working in the press box so um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they would be trying to sell season tickets and I would always say you know the toughest jobs in the world is like working on top of a bridge and selling those tickets when Chris Ash had that team you know just reeling but <laughs> that's yeah. another story for another time
1: yeah it, it, but, I mean, this, like I said, this is, you know, it takes all the different arms of the University of Athletics to get this thing rolling. Like, okay, so Sianna's job is to get them into a big game situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not his job to go out and sell this stuff now. right? You know, that's, that's you know, the athletics department's job is to get people there. That's right. their job. Mm-hmm. Um and to create that environment. Um so for me, uh I I'm curious to see what would happen and, and you know, I, I think it would be a shame if they got to three and and that Iowa game came and they couldn't sell it out. I think I think that would be uh disappointing.
0: Yeah, well I I'm con- I, I'm betting I, I've been pretty good with my picks so far this year. So if they if they can get past Temple, I'm betting that, that that's gonna be a full house on uh the twenty fourth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I look at, I mean, Bobby, you know, you know Temple, you're, you're kind of, you know, that's, that's your backyard, right? Um, you know, you, it's a tough place to go into play mm-hmm. because there's usually not a ton of people there, but it sounds like they're going to have a good crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't think they open the upper deck, but mm-hmm. um, it sounds like they'll have a good crowd, and then you wonder how many Rutgers fans will go down there. But I mean, shoot, you got to love it. Your commute probably isn't half for that.
0: It's probably, I could probably get to the link in between 15 to 20 minutes, so. (laughs) I'm like playing there every other week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you need them to make that like their home Uh, away from
0: home. (laughs) I had to drive up to Boston, you know, that stop and go on 15, and then, oh. Oh, Listen, i lived in
1: Connecticut for a few years. I know all that stuff really well.
0: Oh, that community, I mean, it was a good, you know, it was a good game to cover, and, and, and it was, you know, getting in the stadium was easy. Um you know, I can't complain about that, but that trip, you know, that was you know Well was, luckily
1: uh, you were luckily it was Labor Day weekend for you and nobody's ever <laughs> on the road <laughs> you know, heading to like the Cape or the shore or anywhere on Labor Day weekend. So you lucked out there.
0: I had to divert the course quite a few times there to yeah. traffic. There were a lot of oh. cars on the road. <laughs> uh, that
1: Merritt Parkway to 15 going up and down that hill where yep. so people can't step on the gas to go up oh. a hill.
0: And when they merge in, it's kind of like, you know, they're ready oh. to... to oh, yeah. it's. Well, I so know. I was happy to get home. but I used
1: to live right off that road, so yeah.
0: You know they had clam chowder in the press box at 10 in the morning?
1: Hey, man.
0: I, <laughs> they should, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, "Come on, give me some bacon and eggs, you know, or something."
1: (laughs) No, that's good.
0: But I mean, it's
1: it's interesting though that you know, you're you're two games in, and you don't have the feeling of of, geez, they lucked into these, and Mm -hmm. bad times are coming. You you actually feel like there's some momentum that even if even if they do, you know, hit a speed bump or, or. you know, take a step back. It's it's only temporary. You, you can, like I said, I in watching this and seeing some of the skill guys they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it is you know like the Rochelle kid from the from what is it from Illinois? Yes. I mean, once he adds a little bit of of muscle and and size. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw him in a scrimmage where he looked really electric, mm-hmm. and then you you see this, you know just in in the way he touches the ball and the way he can. Stop and start again, and change direction. He, I feel like they have playmakers. Right? Yes. I think Chris Long. I think Chris Long. You know, we had him as a four-star receiver coming out of high school, so you mm-hmm. know we think highly of him. But you know, Terine Powell. You're starting to see guys who can play, and you're starting to see some of that development.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: to me, you got to just, you got to figure out how to get. The type of quarterback play you need, right, right.
0: Because as the season goes on, it's really going to be a a hinge factor in, in a lot of these games.
1: It is, and it's going to help if you can run the ball, but mm-hmm. you still got to have somebody. You you, you got to find out what that balance is with the run pass and mm-hmm. both. You know, it can't be when Wimsatt's in, you know that it's going to be run heavy, right? And it can't right. be when Simon's in. You know, okay. Well, we know he's not going to run it, so you don't have to dedicate that one guy to spy him. You, you gotta right. now. Luckily, Sean Gleason's paid more than any offensive coordinator in Rutgers history to get this figured out. So mm-hmm. you know, yep. let him do that. But um, for me, at least, you have something to look forward to if
0: you're a Rutgers fan. Yeah, definitely. All right, Brian. Well, thanks for taking the time out. Any closing thoughts that maybe we didn't cover? Uh... You know,
1: while you guys are down there watching Rutgers play temple, there's another big weekend of high school football at Rutgers, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle of the Bridge. And I know there's some interesting ones like Erasmus Hall is coming over and playing Friday night against uh Rock Creek Christian from Maryland and Canarsie from Brooklyn is playing Life Christian Academy from Virginia and just a lot of a lot of interesting games. Um and one thing I learned is kids like playing in these college stadiums, and it gives them good positive thoughts about wherever they're playing, whatever that school is. Um, it gives them positive thoughts about that school just being able to play in that stadium.
0: yeah, good point, good point. and that's the second second time they're doing it here already in this young season at Rutgers, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. good job by whoever whoever's working that angle is doing a good job. Because I know Bobby, this will shock you, but most of these games have kids that Rutgers recruiting in it.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, shocking. Yeah, what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I think Holy
1: Trinity's play- Holy Trinity, I think, is playing this weekend too. There, so the New York school. Okay. So
0: yeah, so shocking. A lot of recruits there too as well, so uh all right Brian well, thanks for joining us and um thank you for listening and you can see Brian and myself well not see us. You can talk to us uh on online we're there uh, on the round table twenty four seven sports scarletnation. com if you're not on it, get on it we got good deals all the time. go on sign up um, we can make you you know uh regress at work and <laughs> and enjoy your day <laughs> all right for Brian I'm Bobby there we'll see you next time.